Hello everybody and welcome to The Real Ill Show, where we keep it real for you. Yeah. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, where we find a way to reference working out in every topic imaginable. Today's topic of the show is finding a career that you love. And we have a special guest on the show today, um, who I don't know where he's from because he won't tell me, but I know his name, I think. Um, welcome to the show, Will. How you, how's it going? Cheers, Emil. It's good to be here. So today we're going to talk about, I think um, all of us are pretty happy with the career path we've chosen, pretty satisfied, um, but it, it's not a, it's not an easy journey to, to get to a career that you're satisfied. They might be, um, I'm not talking about like having to go through this enormous grind of going through a lot of shit and dealing with a lot of shit, but it could be... A, a, a not an, an easy journey because you might just try different things out, fail there, succeed somewhere, then you realize you don't like something. So we're just going to talk about our experiences and what it took, how did we get to find a career that we like. So all of us work in the um, software industry. Uh, we've got three engineers here, uh, two software engineers, and uh, Will is... okay. Uh, just a disclaimer because both of these guys are named will um will the co-host i'll be referring to as double l and the other guy will be just will all right so back on track double l is a software engineer i'm a software engineer will is a qa engineer and he pretty much makes sure that we don't fuck up he's like our gatekeeper um and do you guys like your jobs tell me about your jobs let's start with double l all right, man. Uh, yeah, I love my job. I gotta say, I, I don't just like my job. I love my job. This particular job where I have right now is probably the best I've had uh, out of the the three software engineering jobs that I've had in the past. Um, <clears throat> and I gotta say, uh, it's really for me at least. It's a cornerstone to have a good job because. I, I early on I figured like if I'm gonna spend eight, ten, whatever, nine hours a day at some place, I better make sure that I like that place at least. But it turned out that I love the place where I work at right now, even though I'm working from home most of these days uh, due to the pandemic. But uh, I'm pretty satisfied with the job I have right now, even though it's uh, it could be at times extremely hard on my psyche. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat to be honest. Like I I really enjoy my my current job. I've had like a bunch of really weird jobs over over my life, especially ones that don't correspond at all to what I currently do. But working uh, working or working with you here is uh, is probably the funniest job I've ever had. It's got a lot of freedom to it, which I like. There's a lot of room to grow, a lot of learning to be done, and uh, I think as long as you're learning in your job. Then you're doing something right, and it's, it's a good position to be in. The second you stop learning is is when I typically tend to leave a job. That's when I know I'm not happy. So that that's interesting. So would you say what's what's the most important factor? Okay, so like I like my job too. Me and me and Will work together, um, and I like it pretty much for the same reasons. But I'm interested to know what makes a career good for you. Um, what what makes a specific field good for you and why why does it make why does your career make you happy like what are the what are the perks not of your job like you know because there's some places where you get like i don't know a free playstation and ping pong tables and all that silicon valley bullshit um but what i'm interested if you take away the perks and all that stuff what's the values you look for a career and what what's the stuff that makes you make you happy it's a big question. There's, there's obviously there's quite a lot that goes into into a career that makes you truly happy. Yeah, yeah. We, can, I, we, can, I love... we can like ease into it, like, and then everyone can. Like, oh no, it. man! I'm ready to go. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love the fact that you referenced Silicon Valley, though, like the the, the perks thing, because that's the first thing. When I first 
I like started working in the tech industry. I worked for this like cool hip software company. Like, oh yeah, we've got the ping pong tables upstairs and the, and the free drinks. And like the luster from that faded like within a week. And then like, I realized I was being paid like shit, treated like shit. And I used to like smuggle home like four or five cans of like drink every night because it was the only way to make up the difference between Dude. my wage and what I could have been paid. Like, Double, double, double has a story about that too. Just, just remember this and tell it later. Keep going. Keep yeah, I just want to make sure you don't forget about stealing food from the office, bro. Because I've done it too. I think we need to open up a separate like episode, stealing from work. Which is going to it's be not like... stealing, it's a perk. It's a perk. I'm right? just going to say, I worked as a chef and I'm just going to leave it there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they expect you to take food from that. I swear, keep, man. It's, keep, it's, it's a perk of the job. Keep going. Um, but yeah, yeah. So like, I think like personally for me, like what makes a career fulfilling is the ability to go upwards. Like I'm a huge fucking nerd and that translates into real life. If my, if I don't feel like my career is progressing, if there's no ladder to climb, no levels to get more money to earn, then I feel like I'm absolutely wasting my life. So what happened at my last job, I hit a wall where I'm like, there's literally nowhere else I can go. Like th this is, this is the ceiling of me here and I'm going to be depressed for the rest of my life if I stay here at this, at this singular level. So like happiness that goes into your job is obviously a huge part of that. And for me, part of that is progression. You need to be able to go upwards, onwards and upwards, basically. Well, so how do you, how do you, how do you feel the ceiling coming? Like, how do you, how can you tell what are the signs that show you like, I'm not progressing? Cause like I progress in my job, but after a while, the progression becomes slower, you know? Yeah. Like I don't progress every day. I don't learn a new thing every day, but maybe every every other month I learn a new thing, like a huge thing. And then I'm like, oh, that was really interesting, you know, but I wouldn't give up my job just because I'm not learning something cool every day, you know? Yeah. So when, like, when do you find the ceiling right. coming? That's definitely a personal thing. You've got to measure that out for yourself. Like um, for me, like how it happened with my last job, like I was doing the same thing every single day. And when I, when I realized, it, I think it had been about three or four months when I realized I'm doing the exact same job, like the same thing day in, day out, nothing really changes. Then I started, and obviously that's not a, a reason to just be like, nah, fuck this job and just yeet. And that's, that's kind of, you know, a bit hasty, right? So I started putting the feelers out. I was like, I was looking for new opportunities within my job. I thought, hey, can I try managing this? Can I be put on this project? Can I try learning this tool? Except for me, every single one of those sort of opportunities that I was seeking out for myself was shut down by upper management. They were thinking, that's a waste of your time. No, you could just be doing this. No, no, no. They, they denied me at every opportunity. And that's when I started thinking, I, I want to do more than what I'm doing here. And yeah, I wasn't learning a new thing every day. Like maybe when I first, even maybe when I first started that job, I learned a new thing every day. Like during the sort of midway, I think I was learning something new maybe every month, but I was content with that. I didn't feel like I was, you know, not learning. And when I started to feel like my learning was being like, blocked that's when i was like no no no. i've i need to make a change and that change uh brought me to the career i am today which i'm much happier in at least for now <laughs> have you felt uh, have you ever felt afraid to change a job because you you have that urge to change your job but the job also provides some form of security because it's familiar because you're used to it and you know the people there and you know what you you, you know you can do the stuff that's already required for you to do have you ever felt the fear to move from one job to another oh yeah that's a really good question i think my last job definitely because uh working at that company it felt it felt a lot like being in a like in a war i guess like when you're in the trenches with your comrades it's like you, you know, you form a bond with the people that are also stuck in the shit with you and leaving them. I felt really bad because I felt like I was leaving people behind. I kept in touch with a couple. I tried sort of reaching out and being like, hey, you know, I, I use this job site to look for better opportunities. You could too, you know, trying to trying to help the buddies out. But um, most of my most of my my fear or most of my anxiety from changing jobs came from uh, feeling like I I was leaving people behind that weren't me. Uh, ironically, it had nothing to do with with me. Me, I was just happy for for a change of pace. Like, yeah, going to a new place is kind of fucking scary. And like, especially when I first entered the software industry, because like I graduated and all of my jobs before entering the tech industry, I worked on golf courses. And I've got some fucked up stories about working maintenance on a golf course I might get into later. But like. Stepping foot into an office for the first time in like a suit and a tie and being like, oh man, I have to actually, I'm in a cubicle now. What the hell am I doing with my life? Like, there's there's no other uh, other way to get around it. You just dive in feet first and hope you swim. Yeah, it's a big fear. I, like, um, 
it, it's it's a for me like I have this constant like personal thing that I always think I'm not good enough at anything. Um, I've had that since I was a kid. So my my biggest fear when I when I start in a new place is holy shit I'm I'm gonna be so shit at this job. And when I made the jump to software, um, I I I couldn't sleep for like a week like uh, before I I get the new I got the new job. Um, so my fear is always holy shit I'm gonna get fired on like day two because I'm not good enough or whatever. Um, so when I got when I when I went to my first work day uh, at my first software job and I was like oh my god like I'm probably like I was thinking like I'm gonna like choke so bad that I'll probably won't be able to like turn on my computer or anything I'll probably won't be able to like download an ID to use or anything so my my problem with switching jobs is always the fear of um, not being good enough at the place I'm going to I kind of like I always feel that I've cheated on the job interview, I never do, right? I mean, like, how how can you cheat at a job interview, especially the software? But even for previous jobs, I always kind of have this feeling like, um, maybe I was just like really good at bullshitting them, and they, that's why they, they that's why they like me or whatever. So that's always been my fear. But leaving leaving people behind, it's it's also like such a contributing factor. Um, like when I when I quit the, the job I was working before software I used to work in operations and operations is pretty much anything that has to do with cleaning security maintenance reception all that stuff uh, so I used to work overlooking some of these operations and because it's such a shit show working in operations it's almost as shitty as being a chef um, but because it's so shitty you form like you said you form that bond because everyone is dealing with the same shit and you, we had this like really funny moments i remember like uh one day the head of security had a birthday and the the cleaning manager walks into to our office and she was like yo 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 um alan's got a birthday alan, alan's got a birthday today. we need to get some money and got a card and then like i turned around i was like wait 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 i didn't get a fucking card for my birthday and then she goes like I didn't get a fucking car for my birthday either. Like fuck him then, fuck him. And so you had always this like, always have these like really funny moments and it's just kind of like bond and stuff. So yeah, for me it was like that was like the fear of like switching places. It's just like, oh, am I good enough? Am I not good enough? But I think yeah, diving like just diving uh, headfirst and just dealing with it and hoping you swim. I totally get that, man. Like I had the same thing when I started this current job. It's. I think it's called imposter syndrome. Like it's like, you know, there's a fancy phrase for it and everything. The feeling that like, you know, you're not actually good enough. I worked my ass to the bone the second I started this job just because I thought, oh my God, I'm the only QA here in this entire company. It, like, am I ever going to be good enough to do this for a whole company? And looking back on it, I, I worked way harder than I actually needed to in order to prove my worth because like the, the, harder, the harshest crit critic I had at that time, and I'm sure it's the same for you as well, was myself. It was me I was trying to impress, and I was never good enough for myself at that point. So in a way, it's a good thing to have that fear, you know, because you don't want to go to a job interview or just, you know, to land a job feeling cocky and feeling too confident because that can backfire, right? In a way, feeling a little bit stressed out, am I going to get it, maybe I'm not good enough, stuff like that is actually helping you in order to perform at a highest level, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, I think I think it comes down to managing it. Like, it, life's all about moderation, right? You can't have everything in the extremes. It's the same thing with fear. A little bit, a little bit is good. It keeps you humble, keeps you centered, but too much and it'll completely overrule, you know, your mind. And that's when things start to fuck up. Yeah, I agree. So, M. Yeah. Yeah, yeah go, no, for no, it, go, no, for go for it. Go for it. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you, uh, do you do you do you have the same feeling right now that you're not good enough as a software engineer? Uh, yeah. You, yeah? Always, yeah. Every single waking moment of my life. It's heavy when I'm stuck at a task. I like if it, I cannot yeah. get a task going for like like, if I cannot solve it in a day, I'm like, man, fuck this. I'm not a good programmer. I can't do this shit. Yeah. Like, this is not for me. Like, what am I thinking? Everyone is, like, probably laughing at me because I can't do this particular task. And uh, But usually when I do my day-to-day -day job, uh, which I'm pretty familiar with, uh, I don't feel that way. But every time I want to I wanna tackle, like, something difficult and 
in a way, I know that I can't do it because I don't. I haven't studied enough the theory or whatnot. But I always have that feeling in the back of my head that I'm not that good at, you know. Yeah, like I think I, I have the feeling all the time when it comes to, I don't know, I, I guess it's like a, a psychological issue. And not, it's not only with software engineering, but with other stuff. I guess like, yeah, I think it's like everywhere, but it, it's not that extreme. But it, it's always kind of like, even like when I pull something off, that's that's supposedly difficult, like a, a difficult software problem to solve. Um, or let's reference this to working out again. Like pulling a very heavy lift in the gym and I like I pull it really good, like I pull like a very heavy deadlift and it looks really good. Or um, like at, at work recently when I had this like uh, problem with this database, they was just growing out of proportion and whatever. Um, and I kind of like took up initiative and like I, I figured out the solution, whatever. And then like when I talked to one of the senior engineers and they were like yeah that's 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 the, that's a really good solution and i just i always when i always always when i when i pull something difficult off in life i always kind of sit there and think like wait 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 that that's not right like is is this is this th there's gotta be something wrong there's no way i pull that off so i always have the feeling but it's not like it's not like a crippling kind of fear that like prevents me like it's not a crippling like thinking that it's like oh shit i'm so shit that everything i'm not gonna be bothering with this it's almost like i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna give this my best try and when i'm succeeding at it I kind of have this moment of disbelief. I'm like, wait, it, it's it's like a nice moment of disbelief. I'm like, holy shit! Wow, okay, okay, I see you. You know, so that's that's the kind of that's how this like thinking I'm not good enough works. Um, but yeah, um, it's it has nothing to do with like um, like being surrounded by people that are smarter than you. I think it's very important to be surrounded by people that are smarter than you, and you should just admire them and try to learn from them. Um, and get to work with them but it's just like like a personal thing um yeah like when i go when i graduated from from university uh w with my computer science degree i graduated with first honor and um first class degree it's like you you nailed it that's how that's how it works in the uk um and like my program manager sent me a text that was on holiday in bulgaria and he just said first and I was like, wait, wait, wait. I thought the guy was fucking with me. <laughs> like, I thought that, like, the program manager, the head professor of the department was fucking with me. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it's like, a, it's kind of a, yeah, I'm, I always think I'm not good enough. But then when I pull something off, it's this very nice moment of surprise. So that's what kind of negates the, the, the feeling of, oh, shit, I'm not good enough of a programmer. And I get, I don't want to get, I don't want to get rid of it completely. Uh, because I don't want to get cocky. I don't want to be like, yeah, I'm amazing at this shit. Uh, I'm going to like, oh, this is some easy work. I'm going to watch YouTube all day and do it at the end of the day or whatever. I don't want to get to that point. Thinking that going back to Will's point about, you know, like not, not, not progressing at a job. When you when you start feeling that uh, you're not progressing somewhere and you're not uh, <clears throat> pushing the boundaries of your of your expertise and your level, uh, this also is uh, comes to your point, M, about being surrounded by smarter people than you. I think that's one of those um, signs when when you start feeling like you're the smartest person in the room. In a way, not not in a you know, in a cocky, like I'm better than you way, just like a realization, you know, if you start feeling that way, like that's probably closer to what you were describing, Will, which is like, I'm not learning anything new here. I need to move on. I need to push the boundaries. I need to get a new job, you know, but here comes another question. Will, would you change your job even though you're not learning, but you love your colleagues you love spending time at work. You actually enjoy the job itself or the cause. Uh, for example, your company, Tails, has a good cause behind it. Uh, would you change that job just because you want to improve? You know, Would you sacrifice those other things? I think, um, and I've, I've made this choice once before, and I... Um... I granted, granted, my last job was fairly shit, so it was kind of reaching that point was fairly swift, um, as it was. But 
I think that point is going to come for for anyone that wants to continue to improve their career. I don't think that anyone in software, at, at least software, can stay in the same job for their entire career. I feel like there's too much to do, there's too much to learn, especially considering software is um, like, you can spend your entire life learning Python. And what that means is that, yes, you might be an expert in Python, but you have also missed out on all of that time learning I don't know, JavaScript, C Sharp, some other language. Like there's so many different things that you can sort of look into. It's it's why software engineering is so, you know, it's so difficult and it's so completely overwhelming, especially when you first start it. But I guess to answer your question, like, yeah, there will be a point, and I know there'll be a point. Um, maybe it's just me, maybe I've got itchy feet, maybe I can't just stay in the same place for too long. But I know there's definitely going to be a point where I will want to leave my current job. And it's just the case of when that point comes like loving loving the work environment loving the people that's obviously going to make me want to stay longer and that's a good thing but after a certain period of time i'm going to stop learning and i'm going to want to do something else something somewhere else or you know it might not even be a case of me disliking the job i just might want to do something else um i feel like in my in my old old age because i feel like i am probably the oldest dude here um one thing i've learned is that there's no certainties in life like even if you've lived in the same town for your entire life, there is absolutely no certainty that you will stay there. And embracing the kind of chaotic nature that life has is a much more fun way to to live your life. Like I used to have really bad anxiety when I used to think about, you know, where I'd be in 10 years because I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I wanted to do. That gave me crazy fucking anxiety. Now it's kind of exciting. Like I don't know what I'm going to be doing next year. I don't know what I'm going to be doing in 10 years from now. It's it's more possibilities than anything else, which is, yeah, kind of a tangent, I guess, but yeah. All right, so one, one thing that I, I found interesting is um, switching careers or maybe switching jobs until you get a career. And how do you know where you found your career? How do you know where you found something that you like? Because I'll tell you my, I'll tell you my story to warm, to warm you up. I spent my uh, entire teenagehood and even like younger than a teenager dreaming to be a chef. Like I really wanted to be a chef. That was that was like I was obsessed about it. I was obsessed about it so much. I, I was cooking all the time. I was reading recipes all the time. Um, and when I was a teenager in in the summers, instead of like chilling out and whatever, I used to go to the capital because I live in. Uh, I, I come from this pretty cool small cool ass uh, town in the, in the province um so i used to spend the summers learning french because i wanted to uh when i graduated i was even in a in a chef catering oriented high school i had jobs as a chef i went to the capital to study french because i wanted to graduate and apply and go to paris um and study uh study train up to be a chef there um so uh, I graduated uh, high school um, and then I was like, okay, um, I'm going to go to London first because um, family reasons. So my mom was here and uh, we never like got to spend too much time when I was growing up because she went abroad. So I was like, okay, I'm going to come in London for a bit. I started working as a, I got my first proper chef job in London, like, like actual chef job because the jobs I got before that, there were like small kitchens. It was really intense, but it was like I don't know, two or three people. Um, it was pretty fun because you know they're kind of chill. They were Bulgarians or whatever. You kind of know them. It's like working with friends. Until I got my first proper chef job in London, it was a fucking nightmare. Uh, it was forty people working in the kitchen. It was insane. Long hours. You get told by people to fuck off. Um, someone doesn't like you from the higher ups like a sous chef or like a supervisor of the kitchen they would just come and give you shit uh i used to come like there's this lady named becky uh that, that was my my sous chef becky if you're listening go to hell um i mean she's not listening but if you are go to hell seriously i hate you yeah fuck you becky all right so yeah we had this uh, <laughs> we had this um um uh, lady named becky and she just kept on harassing me for like she would just come in like i would come in from a shift uh in fresh new apron fresh new clothes and she'll come and she'll say emil you smell like shit you need to take a shower um and you gotta go and do it because you're in a bank contract and you're in a new country and you don't get fired or whatever 
so for me it was like kind of broke my brain when i was like um because i was just kind of like identifying with the whole idea of being a chef and pursuing a a, a, a career in being a chef and when when i reached the point and i realized that i have to go for years of this shit to get to the point that i was dreaming about in my head being like a head chef somewhere calling all the shots coming up with new recipes running a kitchen you have to go for a lot of shit and when i realized that and i was like you know what I don't want to do that. I don't want to dedicate my life, my professional life to being a chef. Um, so that was kind of a bit of a, like, it, it kind of broke my brain. Um, and I was pretty young when I had that. I think I was like 18 or 19 when I had that realization. So, yeah, um, I, like, it kind of broke my brain. I was like, okay, so what the fuck do I do now? Um, and I just kind of, like, wandered between, like, different shit. Um... I worked as a pathology porter for some time. Um, I was transporting blood, human organs, shit between the laboratory and the operating rooms. Um, obviously, that wasn't a career move. That was just uh, I quit the chef job and I was like, okay, what the hell do I do now? I need money. I need something to sustain myself. I did that for a while. And then I got my job in operations uh, when I was working in the business school. And that was going great, um, but and that, that yeah that was going really great um, until I don't know uh, I think I kind of reached the point where it just didn't really feel like anything was happening. It was like kind of like what Will says about like you don't feel like you're learning anymore, um, and you don't really feel like you're progressing anymore. Like your life kind of gets the same. You don't really do anything interesting after work that's related to your job because like it's very different when you're a software engineer because you know you write code for fun you learn new stuff for fun or you just want to get better like that job wasn't really demanding any of that like you could just go home and just i don't know play games for eight hours and go to sleep it didn't really matter um but back then i was studying i was already studying computer science um but even then i was kind of like thinking like is it worth going for a career or whatever but so like my point is like I went through dreaming about a career, pursuing a career, and then realizing, holy shit, I don't want to do that. I need to do something else. And for me, uh, yeah, it kind of broke my brain. But the way I kind of dealt with it was like, you know what? It's okay. I, I can still cook as a side thing. I can still appreciate it. I can still love it. I can still read recipes and try different things. I just don't want to put in the grind to go through all that stress and all that negativity and get depressed until I get to the point. I'm gonna pick something else fresh from the start and that was exciting for me, that was really great for me and I was ready to, f well, I was ready to fail slash not like software engineering too. I was, I was going into it completely and fully ready. I was like, if that doesn't work out, if I feel it like I'm not liking it at any point, either when I'm studying for it or when I'm doing it, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna face myself again and I'm gonna be like, okay, what's the next move? So I'm interested to know, have you guys had any moments when you pursue something and you, you fucking hated it? How did you deal with it? What was your next move? How did you like calm yourself down to stay on track? Go for it, Will. Oh, I was gonna say, I, I can 100% I can answer this, but because my, my career journey is basically a long string of those exact moments. <laughs> so um, I'd actually like to hear uh, Double L's career journey uh, first before I go into a long, long tangent. So <laughs> I'm not really a good example, to be honest, because like, I only had one job job and everything else was you know, a career thing. So I've only had a job as, in a bar. Uh, when I was working at the bar, but that only lasted like six, set, no, I think it was eight months, something like that. And then I moved into software engineering. I would say my first job as a software engineer, it wasn't really even being an engineer, you know, it was more like a coder and most people don't, don't see a difference and that's okay. I mean, I'm not gonna, uh, uh, you know, 
<clears throat> say there's much of a difference, but for me, there is like when you're an, en an engineer, you build something from scratch, even though you kind of know how to do it. There's always that element of, I don't know how to ex do it exactly. When you're a coder, they, they just give you a thing and go, go do that, you know, and they tell you exactly how to do it and you do it exactly how they want it. Right. And there's no wiggle room for creativity. So my first job wasn't very creative, to be honest, as a software engineer uh, until maybe the last three months where they gave me more freedom in order to code the things in a way I wanted to code them and make my own mistakes and suffer the consequences. After that, my second job is where I really felt what it's like to be a programmer. And honestly, I felt like I'm on the right path. And I, I still feel that I'm on the right path. Uh, but in a way, feeling, uh, feeling that this career is for me was just pure luck. And there's just no way for me to twist it in. Uh, there's just no way for me to twist it. You know, it was, I was just lucky to stumble on a career that I didn't know I was going to love, but I, I, I do love. You know, and uh, I'm sticking with programming for now. And I've never had that feeling where mm, maybe this is not for me. I've had desperation times where I'm I'm thinking that I'm a bad programmer and I'm thinking that shit, I shouldn't just I, sh I should just stick to my to my stuff. What I know, which is mostly front end development, uh, my specialty. But uh, for most for most of the time, I always felt that this thing is for me, not because I have this general feeling inside me like I've stumbled upon my thing. It's more like a feeling of, you know what, um, I think I'm all right at it. I think I'm good at it. So I'll just stick with it because I don't dislike it. I wouldn't say I I enjoy it all the time, but I would say that it, it fits me and I, I like I like doing it. And that's why I stick with it, you know. But I've never had to go like like you guys i've never had to go through you know a series of shitty jobs and you know i never had to like uh change my mind in order to 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 stumble upon programming you know i sort of fell into it i like i love how you bring up the the concept of luck there because i think it ties in so heavily with like personally, I think our university systems are a little bit fucked up, and same with our secondary schooling systems. It's a slight tangent, but it, it, I will make this relate. Don't worry. Um, I feel like it's kind of insane to believe that everyone that comes out of high school is going to know what they want to do for their career, and that they're going to be able to pick that degree from high school and study what they want to do. Because um, certainly true for me, it's definitely true for for Emil. Um, I think it's slightly true with you as well, Will. You didn't know exactly what you wanted to do coming out of high school. I think maybe five percent of the people that come out of high school do, but we don't live in a society that encourages the sort of experimentation to try and find the thing that's going to make you the most happy. You're kind of just encouraged to go straight back into the machine and start earning a paycheck because you have to. And there's a difference, a very important difference that needs to be uh, stated. The difference between a job and a career and i think it comes down to you know uh, happiness motivation what you want to do what you want to do is closer to a career than it is a job which is merely something that pays money so when i when i came out of high school i i was like a huge thespian nerd back in the day like i wanted to be like a something creative like an actor or writer or something whatever i didn't know i just wanted to do something like that I got like a I got a scholarship to some completely uh, bumfuck middle of nowhere university in far eastern Canada, and I was like, okay, I can study like I can study like you know thespian shit like uh, acting journalism. I'd be I'd be good on the news. Like I figured I could go I could try and academiaize my love of being on stage and being creative. And I think one year into that degree, I thought, nah, fuck this, this is awful. I was doing a course in criminology at the time. I was really good at it. I thought I'm gonna be a forensic detective, easy. Swapped universities because I really wasn't feeling it. Tried to do criminology at this, at this new university and they didn't do it. The closest degree they offered was sociology. And I think half, half a day into my first statistics class, I wanted to blow my fucking brains out. So I decided, okay, sociology is also shit. What else can I do? What else do I like the idea of doing? And I thought, Maybe I want to go back to uh, Kuala Lumpur because I, I spent a lot of time growing up in Malaysia and I was like, oh, I could teach there. It'd be really good to give back and 
teach. So I started just doing a philosophy degree to finish that degree so I could transition it into a teaching degree because you could do that. If you finished any degree uh, in Canada, you can transition and do a one-year teaching certificate on top of that and teach kids. And then I volunteered at my old high school over summer. And whilst I like kids, I fucking hate teaching more than one of them. So I decided, oh, no, like, well, now what the fuck am I going to do? I don't like I've got this degree that honestly, philosophy, great subject. I highly recommend everyone studies a little bit of philosophy. Not good to get on any kind of job. The people that graduate philosophy degrees, they either go back and do a master's or they teach philosophy because it is not the most lucrative thing in the world when you're trying to pay rent. Right. So. I came out of this degree not knowing what the fuck I wanted to do in my life, fell into like a deep, deep depression, took six months of like just solid, and this is how I started to, to work out. My love of working, it comes from, I worked my way out of depression, essentially. Um, I'm not going to say it's going to work for everyone. I don't know mental health that much. I can't speak, but it worked for me. And that's one of the reasons why working out is good for me. I turned my life sort of into a more forward facing direction, decided what do I really love to do? Okay. I love playing the drums, and I love playing video games. How can you turn that into a career? Transitioned, decided, let's do another degree, one that might actually make me money, went into games technology. Same fucking thing happened. I think I came out of that degree, tried to get a job in the games industry, decided that it was way too crunch heavy, way too boring. There were too many jobs where, Will, like you said, you're, you're just a coder, you're just there, you don't get to design or create anything. They just throw the problem at you with the solution already there, and all you have to do is type it out. That's not really the creative sort of endeavor I was looking for. And then as absolute luck would have it, I step, I stumbled into quality assurance and it was a closer step towards, I don't know, some sort of career, some sort of meaning. And it turns out I was good at it and I started to stick with it. And after, after I reached a certain point, cause that was, I've only been in QA for, I think three years now at this point. And once I reached that cap with that last company, that's why I decided, you know, I actually kind of like this job. I want to see, see how far I can take, this will take me before I eventually get bored of it and move on. But uh, that, that point hasn't happened so far, thankfully. But yeah, luck, literally just luck from like A to B, trying things out, fucking up, and then trying something else. It's, it's, I feel like it's a story that most people can relate to because I don't know anyone that knows exactly what they want to do straight out of high school and then does just that. Yeah, I mean, people don't want to admit it too. Like I've heard a lot of people just saying that, oh, I've always known what, what I wanted from life. And then I see them like changing three different careers and you know people just don't want to admit that there's there's a huge dose of luck when it comes to finding the the career that's for you and i want to point out that the distinction between career and job uh and i'm going to reference sort of a joke by i think it was a comedian chris rock where a job is where you're always looking at the clock and when when the when the clock is say, say it's nine to five job and you always look at the clock, whether it's five o'clock already, that's a job because you hate it. So you always look at the clock and wait for it to, to finish. Also a job is where, um, it's very tiring, like, and usually it's unreal amount of hours that you need to put in, right? Where a career is somewhere where you feel comfortable, challenged, and at the same time, you just love what you do. That that's how I draw the distinction. Uh, so, M, what do you think about the luck part? Did you have any luck when when you decided to go into programming? Yeah. Or did you have to choose between different careers? Yeah. At that um, point? I met you. That was the lucky fucking part. Um, so my my lucky part was like okay. So the way I got into software engineering was um, I. My, my two best friends, one of them is Double L, the other one is uh, Mr. Ivaiwo Kenov. He's a very popular Pokemon programmer. If you're listening, uh, he's not listening to the podcast, but hey, if you're listening, thanks, man. So I knew Evo before I knew Will, before I knew Double L, I mean. Um, so I met uh, Double L through an ex girlfriend of mine, um, who's his best female friend. And she was like, "Oh, there's this guy. He's my best friend. I want to. I want you to meet him as, as as early as possible, so you don't get jealous and be like, who's that guy? Whatever." So when we met, like, Will was studying computer science in Newcastle. Um. So, I got a lot of pressure from my grandma to do a degree. 
my grandma is one of those people who thinks that if you don't oh she's old and she grew up in a different time but she thinks that if you don't have a degree you're a piece of shit that's not that you're not gonna go anywhere and i really love my grandma um she's we've got a really good connection um and i was like i didn't want to let her down so and she was pressuring me pressuring pressuring me to get into higher education she's like Come on, you need to study something, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. So when I wanted to pick whatever I wanted to learn, was that was the same time I was really getting into fitness. So my original choice was I wanted to study nutrition and become a nutritionist and uh, help people with their health by figuring out their diet and, and you know, for the sort of means. But then when I met Will, um, and I think, like, we were... We were in my place and we were browsing some website that you can watch movies without torrenting them or whatever, but you could only watch them for 90 minutes or something that then you had to pay. Yeah, I think it was a, a website named Joker that doesn't exist anymore. I don't remember, but it was like some website that you had to like mm -hmm. watch, like you could only watch for 90 minutes and you were like, oh, hold on, check this shit out. And you open the developer console, and because the the ninety minutes things was validated on the client side, you just changed it to infinity. Uh, and I, I totally forgot about that, and now yeah, that you brought it up, it just hit me yeah. because I had a completely different memory. Yeah, but you, whatever. You could yeah, like a like you you put you put the developer console, and you just found the variable, and you changed it from ninety minutes to literal infinity. And I was like, holy shit! All right. And then when I was when it was time to pick what I wanted to study and was trying, I was applying for university season. Um, I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna give computer science a go. Fuck it. I'm gonna apply for it. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. Apply for it. Went there. Took like a, a entry test, uh, and then I got in. And then again, it was one of those moments when it was like a nice surprise because I generally felt like, oh, well. I wasn't good at math when I was a kid and whatever. Am I going to really get this stuff? Um, but the luck part for me was that I met you and and I knew Ivo and Ivo was doing Ivo was doing a lot of uh, he's dedicated his entire career to educating people on software. Uh, and Dabowell is a really good teacher. He's a really good mentor to have. Um, so at the beginning uh, you helped me out, you helped me out a lot like giving me the right resources pairing with me like programming together um, and that was like really lucky because um, what are the chances that my two very best friends are software engineers um, so yeah for me that was that was the lucky part um, and also I, I got really lucky because when I went into my first day of uni I, I went to so I did this really weird thing where you can join a university in London so normally you join in September but there's my university did this thing you can join in February but you pretty much start at the second semester of the first year and then the next year you go back and you do your first semester of the first year then you go back and you do second so you're always one semester ahead and you've kind of missed out on the stuff that you're supposed to know from the first semester it was really weird but because I wanted to make my grandma happy. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna dive into the second semester. So the next lucky part I had was that I had, I went in, in there and I looked around the people in my class and I saw this group of like, there were like three or four people and they all sat together and they were like working together, studying together. And I made it like my task to, to make friends with them and hang out with them because they seemed like a nice group of people. And that's what exactly what happened. Uh, I went to have lunch with them um, and I made friends with them. So I was lucky because we helped each other a lot during university. So that was pretty lucky. Also, I when I, I studied part-time, I was working full-time, I would only study on weekends, go to university on weekends. So I worked in a place that had a full-blown library, a world-class library, because I worked in a, in a very nice business school. That's where I did my operations job. And... I could finish work and go straight into the library and study for four hours. I could go to the library before work and study for four hours. So, um, yeah, definitely. Like, I definitely feel I got lucky. Um, I don't feel I've, I don't I don't consider myself a self-made. I put a lot of work, but I completely could not gotten into the career. 
if it wasn't for friends supporting me, helping me out, if it wasn't for some amount of luck, if it wasn't for going into a work where the people are really like open to, to help you out and to inspire you. So yeah, definitely I think there's an element of luck in discovering what you what, what you like doing and getting into it. How would you guys advise someone that's struggling to find what's their career? You know, what's the thing? They're even struggling to find a thing they like where they want to get, they want to de dedicate themselves to, you know? Uh, what would you say to that person? Say a friend comes to you and they say, you know, man, I've tried this, I've tried that. I want to have what you have. I want to have a career where I feel uh, accomplished, where I feel that I love what I'm doing and I want that thing to last. What would you say to them? I would say, yeah. I would say, just keep trying, just keep trying, keep fucking up, um, and the losing, like, if you if you get into a place and like one one fear that I never understood that much is getting fired, um, and I think okay, obviously you could be, you could have that greater fear if you have a lot of responsibilities like. A family to support and your job is very crucial but if you're in your experimental part of your life when you haven't settled down and you're not people are not depending on you that much I think you should people are too afraid of getting fired and I saw that so much in the business school and in the corporate job I've been to people are so afraid to losing their job um, and if you like if one of the fears like if you go into a new field and your biggest fear is being fired don't be like fuck that like it doesn't it doesn't matter it is just a job if you get fired you can you can it, it's an indicator that you it, you it wasn't really a good fit for you and also another thing like i always say that is try to not identify with anything that's not a constant thing so try to not identify yourself with your career i don't I don't identify myself as a software engineer. That's like it's my job. Like I have a passion for it, but it's not. I don't base my identity off of it. So, if I decide to switch careers tomorrow, or if I get fired or whatever, um, I'm not gonna let it break my whole brain and personality because I just don't have a relationship with that identity. Um, so my advice is like if you're if you're struggling to find a, a, a thing you like. Just keep trying. Like if you fuck up, it's fine. Try something else, or try try the same. If you're like, if you really care about the field you want to get into, but you fail in, the, in your first attempt or your second attempt, sit back, analyze what went wrong, and go logical about it. Change the course of action. Change the methods. Sit back and be honest with yourself and be like, did I prepare myself enough? Did I miss out on learning some fundamentals about this thing? Did, when I was working on, on whatever project, did I go about it the right way? That's it. If you really want to care, if you if you really care about that field you're you're going to, if you realize like if you lose your if you lose your job or like you start somewhere and like two months in you're like you know what fuck this shit I don't really like it, and you quit, um, go about something else. Try something. If you think you're not good about you're not good enough about something, give it a try. Just but like a proper try, like study hard for it and really attempt for it. If you want to be, I don't know, like a, a, a software engineer, if you want to be a painter or uh, if you want to work in medicine, just really give it a try, study, because you, the best surprise you can ever get is the one you provide for yourself. The, like if you're able to surprise, if you're able to surprise yourself by doing something you thought is very difficult for you, put your work and you put you go for it it's like it's better than drugs um so that's my that's my that's my advice just don't be afraid to fuck up if you fuck up and you still care about the thing you fucked up about go about it in a different way analyze what went wrong and still go for it i gotta say i really agree with your point about um like people are too afraid to fuck up like life is uh i hate to sound so fucking existential that's a lie i love this shit but life is all about failure and how you deal with it and i feel like 
it's the same with it's the same with uh you know entertainment like like competitions it's the same with your job it's the same with dating you're very scared to fail that first breakup is always the first one that hurts but when you go through it you come out the other side and you're like i'm still me i'm still here and once you go through that first you know quitting or being fired from a job if that ever happens your first breakup your first competition that you lose you come out of it and it's just again the key point you're still there you still exist you're you haven't suddenly lost a leg or something unless you're the competition involved explosives but i wouldn't really advise getting into like real life minesweeper that's kind of a fucked up thing to do anyway like i think the only thing that i would add on top of that as well because I, I agree with everything you said is if someone one of my friends came to me and was like you know i want what you have i i you you you, you love your career you enjoy where you are i want to be in your position the first thing i'd say and this is like age old internet wisdom, delete Facebook, hit the gym. And the reason that I say that it's not just a plug for working out because I know what podcast I'm currently talking on, but because I feel like when you start looking at other people's lives and you start judging yourself based on other people's lives, you're probably doing that most likely through something like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Tumblr or whatever. You're, you're judging your life based on all of the successes that you see scrolling through your Instagram feed. And what's not happening is that you're not seeing all of the struggle that those people went through to achieve those goals. That's, ne that's never really shown. I mean, yeah, it might be in a witty caption or something about how hard they struggle, but you never see that. You never see the years or all the failures or all of the random luck that goes into this shit. So and this, this is situational advice, but it definitely worked for me. Um, the first thing I did was I just stopped really using social media because I'd compare myself to those people instead of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. It was, oh, my friend is like the same age as me and he's published a patent for like renewable energy. Like what the fuck am I doing with my life? That's the complete wrong way to go about it because you're not focusing on yourself. And the reason that I, I stick to the advice of delete Facebook, hit the gym is because the whole point beside that advice that's not really shown within the simple phrase is you need to stop comparing your life to other people and just focus on you. Just, just be you, just do you, just, experiment with things try and figure out what you like to do and don't judge yourself based on other people yes some people are billionaires by the time they're 18 some people are never billionaires but who's happier at the end of the day it all comes down to you and what you try to do whether or not you you get the chance to experiment and at the end of the day i feel like ultimately that that, that comes down to you you've, you've got to take the chance and you've got to look inward and, and study and learn about yourself no one teaches you this shit in school and which is why so many people don't know how to do it that's some, yeah, that's some powerful shit. Okay, so we've hit the 52-minute mark. Um, normally, we try to keep it, like, under 50 minutes, but I, I just have, like, a, something interesting to finish off, <clears throat> and then we'll finish off. So, um, we've talked about our experiences. We've talked about going through different careers, and we had some solid solid wisdom and advice on just how to find something that you like and what, what's what's there to look out for. But my question right now is, imagine tomorrow or whatever, you just wake up one day, you go to work, and you just kind of realize, you know what, this shit's not for me anymore. Like, software, nah, not, not anymore, man. I don't like it. I, I need to do something else. Do you have a, pl a backup plan? What is your next field you would like to, to, to try and give it a, a go? I'll, I'll start off. Um, my next field that I really want to try off is filmmaking. Um, I've, I've always liked coming up with random shit in my head. Um, I wrote a little book when I was 12 called Bullet Rockers and Girls, which, you know, that's pretty good. Um, but and I always liked uh, the idea of telling a story via film. Um, so that would be my thing. Um, so if, if that's my backup plan, if I just suddenly decided, like, you know what, I don't, I don't like software anymore, I don't like doing it, um, so I just wonder, like, what, what is, do you ha guys have, like, a backup plan or, or like, a thing you're thinking about that you want to go into next if you just wake up and you're like, you know what, fuck this, I don't like it anymore? Yeah, like, if I if I woke up and decided I needed a full change, I just 100% focus on on drumming. I'd, I'd I'd look to maybe enroll in a in a in an arts college in a in a music school and just focus 100% on drumming. It's it's one of the one of the small passions I have. And if I suddenly lose my desire for software, might as well funnel all that passion and more importantly, all of that time into something else I enjoy doing. Well, I have a follow up question before I answer. Do you? Do you both feel the confidence to to change right now? 
because I wouldn't say we're in the middle of our careers, but let's say we're at the beginning, but not in the actual beginning. Like we're a bit, of, a little bit, you know, further into our careers, say in two, three years, are you really feeling uh, confident enough that you can just switch and go, you know, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this completely different thing now. Um, I do, uh, just because I've done it so many times already. Um, and I know the drill. I know how to handle myself. I know how to like handle myself mentally. Um, I, I've done it like a couple of times, like changing the field and picking up something new and and working hard to get towards it. Um, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm I want to switch. I, I love software. I like I, I genuinely feel actual love for software. Um, but if I had to switch, if I if I woke up tomorrow and I hate it. I'm I'm confident to make the switch. I'm confident to be like, you know what, fuck it. Let's pursue. Let's pursue filmmaking. Let's let's get into it. Let's get enrolled in the film school. Let's watch as many films as I can. Um, let's let's get out there and shoot as many amateur stuff as I can. Build try and build a portfolio. Try pitching my stuff to, like I don't know, tiny little festivals or whatever. I I actually have like a semi high level plan in my head if uh, how to do it. Just because I've done it so many times in the past. Oh yeah, I don't have any of that. I'd be scared shitless. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I don't know what I do apart from throwing myself at it. But at the end of the day, if I feel like that's that's what it's going to take to make me happy, then that's what I've got to do. If I need to work side jobs to pay to go through university, then fuck it. That's that's what I'm going to do. At the end of the day, you know, if it all does go tits up, I can always just go back to doing porn or something. I don't know. I see. I see. Uh, yeah, and me as well. Just like Will, I don't feel like confident that i'll be able to pull it off him i i really don't share your confidence honestly and um because as i said like i felt lucky enough that i stumbled upon a thing which fit me and i liked uh in the beginning and i don't have that experience like you guys have that you know you you've been there you've switched course you know you you know how this thing works you know how to grind it out again and get back on that horse you know but I, I i just don't i just don't have that i guess but i also don't have an answer like what would i do if i wasn't a software engineer i would uh tell you that before i wanted to be a software engineer i wanted to pursue acting so i'm kind of close to your uh thing that you want to do um with filmmaking so i wanted uh to be an actor not seriously considered it not even had a plan set up it was just the thing that I've always wanted to do because I'm a huge movie fan and as cliche as it could sound, I've always wanted to try out acting, but um, I never really did, to be honest. I've The other thing, that, and this is a little bit uh, more specific to me, is stand-up comedy. When I was in Newcastle, I did a gig. It was an amateur night and I did 10 minutes and I just told jokes about different, the, the, the most basic stuff, like differences between Bulgaria and the UK and differences between British people and Bulgarians. And I had a good run. I didn't bomb. I had a good night. And uh, I'm a huge stand-up comedy fan. And I'm, I'm thinking that, I don't know if stand-up comedy is a career kind of thing. Or maybe it's the furthest you can go from a nine-to-five kind of career. But uh, I would really try it out, you know. And and that's is that's super risky. Like going from software engineer to stand up comedian, that's that's super risky. But honestly, I don't have another question, uh, another answer to that question. So that that's what I'm gonna go with. All right then. Um, that was a great fucking podcast, guys. Um, thank you for showing up last minute. Uh, well, that was that was really amazing. Uh, normally we just have this like really chill. Like normally we don't have that chill energy when we have a guest on the show. But I don't know. It was really, it was really chill. Like oh, I mean, like no, I didn't mean in the way like to offend anyone else. But we kind of tried to be like I don't know. Um, professional more, we I just kept know, it yeah, very bro like today yeah it was you know, like it was just a couple of bros yeah a couple of bros it's just like the, the core of the podcast it's just a couple of bros talking shit it is it, it really it really is and i love 
uh, when he referenced it, something about working out, he compared, he, he did an analogy with fit. working out, and I knew this guy was fit for that, uh, for the podcast. I knew I'm, he. I'm on the O'Reilly like, show. I have to make a reference to working out. It's just how it goes. Dude, like, I, I must have stopped myself like five times <laughs> during the questions <laughs> to just compare shit to working out. It's ridiculous. But you know what you know, you know? It fit like a glove, baby. All right. You're dead. Thank you, thank you all for coming to the show and talking to us. Thanks to anyone that listened. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and like uh, advertise this at work tomorrow and see, see what opinions we get. If you're anyone uh, from work, I'm not gonna, ma- I'm not gonna name the company so we keep it like I don't know, corporate friendly. But hey, shout out to you and uh, yeah, we work in a great place. And yeah, thanks for anyone that listened. This is. Uh, this is the tenth episode of season one of the Real Ill Show. Oh my god! We've stuck through it for such a yeah. We just usually pick up ship and shit and leave it, but this is um, ten <laughs> That's so true. That's a milestone for me and you, brother. Damn, son. If podcasting was a professional career, that's what I would have done. That's it. what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that should have been your answer. Just do this. Just do just this, this for the rest of your life. All I right. guess so, yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next Tuesday. We have a special one for you. We got a special mystery guest. Until next time. Thank you very much, guys. And thanks, Will, for coming on the show. Cheers, guys. Pleasure to be here. <laughs>